Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you tonight. (laughs) If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And we're doing our part, our very best anyway. We uh, are. We, we Working went from, hard. We went from having never met somebody who'd even been a guest on a podcast two and a half years ago to now we're uploading over 30 pieces of content Woo! to 60 different week. platforms, um, fight and censorship. Uh, I think six times now YouTube has broken up with us. It's, mm. it's, it's more consistent than a, the ending of a Taylor Swift relationship and a <laughs> sad song. And uh, uh, we just kind of bounce back over. So we'll throw some stuff on there. So I don't know where you're watching this now. You might be on YouTube. might be on our app. You might be on band.video. Might, might be, be on Beck. Might be Beck. Hey, you, 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 uh, uh, Beckelodians. I don't know what you call Beckelodians. <laughs> From Becklandia. Yes. Uh, anyway, so we appreciate everybody. From that's the a, Dakotas. For that, that's, a, that's a part of, of this movement to be one of those 80 million people. And uh, I think we've learned something real, mm-hmm. real clearly over these last couple of years, and that is any looking far away and hoping someone from D.C. is going to fix everything. Now we can follow, and you know, like Donald Trump did a did a great thing. He had the financial ability, time wise, to say mm-hmm. I'm going to go all in. That's a model for all of us to kind yep. of, hey, what can we do? We're doing this podcast. We're creating a platform where people can come on, and if they're in the medical world, election world, uh, the media. Mm-hmm. Um, They're running for office. The politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of good ones. They're hard to find. We found a couple. It, it's it's needles in a stack of needles to yep. try to find one. But but there are some good ones. There are people out there sacrificing their time, uh, talent, and their treasure mm-hmm. and giving it because they realized they kind of woke up and said, hey, this thing's dying on my watch and we don't want that to happen. Yeah, we had a big week this week as well. So the prophetic report was extremely encouraging. If you have not seen that, check out the prophetic report. Uh, we had a Mel Kay yesterday. I was just reading comments and people were like, we've got to share this. This could be one of the most important shows they've ever seen. And so check out that. If you've not seen that, that was really big on brain control, what they're actually doing uh, the warfare with it, it's very fascinating with propaganda. We did um, a deep dive in that also with the Newsweek article. Yes. That, 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 that one of the, the FBI after patriots. The FBI is after, if you love America, mm-hmm. if you've got a flag thing in front of your house, you're, you're a Republican, you voted for Donald Trump, you're considered a terrorist by the FBI. This Newsweek article that they put in. It's crazy. We, we did, did, did a deep dive with Mel Kay on that, mm-hmm. in that, in that mix of it. But it's like... Wow. Okay. I'd better really be alert and pay attention to what's going on in, in my world. And you have a big day tomorrow. Talk uh, about tomorrow's interview. If you're watching this live, and it's Friday night, Saturday, we got a conspiracy conversation with an author named Jamie Walden. This guy I had a bunch of you guys sending me videos of his. He's done everything from disaster relief, he's military, he's Marine, um, kind of done a little bit of, of, of everything. He's in ministry. He's a pastor. He hosts a a base camp where he teaches people weapon handling and all kinds of survival tips and things like that. But, um, he's got some things about what is going to happen in the world information that he believes has been held back from us since the Mm eighties. 
um, about what's happening, going to happen to the world. We'll call it a, a, a world-changing event that's coming. Um, you have to watch the conspiracy conversation on Saturday morning. I could not even begin to do it justice. He's the author of this book, Omega Dynamics. And so I really enjoyed it. Um, he is a great guy. Enjoyed our conversation mm-hmm. with him immensely. Yes, so check for that sure. out. The conspiracy conversation. That'll be eight o'clock and two o'clock on Saturday on Rumble and most every other platform. So tonight we're going to be talking about election integrity. We've got some great things on that. Uh, we're going to be talking with Brianna Murillo, talking about what the heck is going on in the She's news on. and looking through the eyes of, of a producer. Unbelievable. And if you are on Rumble watching live, or if you're on our app at theflyoverapp.com, you're going to be able to watch something very special. Last weekend, we went to a big barbecue contest the grand royales the super bowl of all barbecue contests people from every state dozens of countries came here yes. to compete for the best barbecue in the world we happen to kind of be into meat and barbecue it's kind of our thing it was a ton of fun we i rode a mechanical bull um, our grandkids were there yep. we talked to some amazing people that were doing some barbecue things and so you get to see that special part if you are on rumble or or if you on our flyover app. So if you're not there, make sure you jump over and check that out there. Our only way to defend what we call America really uh, is through our elections. And mm-hmm. uh, there's somebody that never gives up on election integrity. So we're going to be jumping into our election insider coming up next. I know a lot of people are always saying like, uh, they're frustrated with elections and what's going on and somebody yep. should do something. And then you, then you kind of, then you sort of, you know, go back to the ball game and Taylor Swift and what's happening and all the things in the world. I know somebody that doesn't do that. He thinks nope. about this when he goes to sleep at night, he thinks about it and he wakes up in the morning and he is on it. Like we said, we're talking before we recorded like a rat on a Cheeto, like, a, like a dog on a bone committed to the idea that we can make uh, an impact and have free and fair elections. And he is. He is making is, is an impact. making an impact. Relentless every single day, every single week. Never lets up. The one, the only, Matt Mech. Yay! Hey, how's it going? Great, great. I am so encouraged uh, speaking to you about this unauthorized dot one. Uh, this is something that you've put together, and I, I can't wait for the Flyover family to hear about it, but you have it as unpolitician, unestablishment, and unapologetic. I love that. Tell us more about unauthorized. One. It's almost as exciting as, as uh, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we keep hearing about that. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Everywhere you My, turn, our, our guys became the face of Pfizer marketing. It's a it's a it's a sad uh, it's a sad day in Chiefs Kingdom. But let's move on to more positive stuff yeah. about saving. Um, let's let's focus saving the world. Unauthorized. One. You know. Several years ago, uh, actually, when you all came out here to the February 2021 event. Then we had the uh, the one May summit, right? The Secretary of State summit, and from yep. that, those events in 2021, we went to Phil Waldron's place in June, and uh, we said there were three verticals that had to be made, right? Like a, a PAC, mm-hmm. a 501c3 election monitoring for the a public QA, which Steve Hertzberg has created that, uh, and then this was the last and final step that we got uh, created this year called unauthorized dot one, which essentially is a candidate consultancy voter uh, education and community outreach. So those things that like we were doing on ACCFEI, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the symposiums, the forums, we'll now cover that. We'll, we'll do that. And we're doing those things. We have one coming up in Charleston. Uh, it's on the site. You'll see it. It's uh, on events, um, four or five 
November, uh, Batesville, Arkansas, 9, 10 December. Just talking to Daniel McGurr and Alex um, Sanchez there, Pitcher Party News, looking to do something in Kansas, probably the Kansas City area sometime this year as well. Great. And then, and, then uh, and, and also, you know, helping Mark Cook. He's going through the various parts of the country. He's in Utah this month. And he's just going through and educating folks on the election. I call it election ecosystem education. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily hand count paper ballots, but it's to explain the, the, the verticals of the voter registration, e-poll books, tabulation, and reporting, and why all of those are important and why we should uh, take those back uh, to our own local functions at precinct levels, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the first part is listening to Doug Mastriano, Christina Caramo, Rachel Hamm, Mark Fincham, Jim Marchant, where if they try to get like a campaign manager or a campaign finance chair, sometimes they're lucky even if no one pay attention to them because they want part of the good old boy, good old girl network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if they did get them, you'll say what I say, when I say, how I say it, right? They're trying to a cookie cutter approach to make you an establishment candidate. Well, the drawl of our base, which now, by the way, what the FBI is targeting us, if we think we're MAGA or America first or we Yeah, that came about- out in Newsweek. I cannot believe that. Yes. And, and, and the words of, of that author who was on Bannon this morning, he said, um, fentanyl and, and this is to the FBI's FBI, whistle, not whistleblowers, but sources were telling him gun violence and fentanyl is a danger to America. If you're MAGA or America first or want to have confidence in our elections, you're a danger to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Cra- <laughs> we'll put that article in the um, uh, in the notes below. Also, we did an interview yesterday with Mel Kay. Uh, we mm. will put that out as well because I'll put that in the notes. I think it's really important for people to understand uh, what they are actually doing, like a brain control. It's a um, a warfare that's going on right now, and we need to be aware of that. So we'll put that in the yeah, notes. Yeah, it, it it's five G warfare, and in America, it's, it's like it's like Trump saying of of uh, they're not after me, they're after you, and I'm in the way. Um, you know, NATO and the globalists, the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum, it's truly they're after the globe. America's in the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it it can't be there. So these alliances between D.C. and the globalists are, are now very transparent and out in the open, which means they can't have our voices be heard, you know, through yeah. the election process. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you, because there, there's there's several fronts you see this on um, uh, the the border. It used to be an issue for Democrats, and they wanted that. Well, now you've got you got this polar, uh, you know, thing of of they're welding the gates open in Arizona. They're cutting the razor wire in in you know you got people putting up razor wire and people cutting it down. Mm-hmm. You know, literally opening it up, trying to trying to to add holes for people to mm-hmm. come through, non ports of entry to bring in drugs and 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 whatever else. You see the same thing on election fronts. Right up before the 2020 election, there was a documentary called Kill Chain where mostly Democrats were talking about the vulnerability of electronic machines and there's no oversight. So even within their own party, there's this there's this dual thing of, hey, we know this isn't effective, but you got Gavin Newsom in California trying to, you know, I don't know if it went through or not, passing a law. He, he, he signed it into law, yeah. He did. Uh, make him, it's like to eliminate the ability to, to, to have a hand count. Mm-hmm. To have anybody touch them and, and look at these things, but so we, we are just sit, we are subjects, not citizens in their minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's it, but it's never the voice of the people that's being heard. Not even in California, it's it's this dictatorial idea coming down that operates against 
the best wishes and the voices of even the majority of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I, I think many of them scratch their heads like, why, why do we want this? Eric mm-hmm. Adams is scratching his head in New York. You know, we have, you know, their own party is mm-hmm. even at odds with their policies. And the elections are the only way to move that forward. And they have to be free and fair. Um, and I think your your message is going to continue to gain more traction because it makes so much sense to everybody. It's the most nonpartisan common sense approach mm-hmm. to saving America. Oh, you know, we talked to RFK Jr. and his and Dennis Kucinich yeah. at grassroots Democrats and they, Clint Curtis, Clint Curtis, in, in the mm-hmm. words of um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the first, I think, rebuttal to Biden, the state of the union, says it's no longer R versus D anymore. This is this is sanity versus insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why created unauthorized dot one is also if we the people want to elect we the people candidates and not have them corrupted, because we're, what we saw over the last couple of years is the system, the establishment system grabs a hold of them and begins to influence them as they run, as they become a candidate, right? And that they begin to mold their thinking, go here, don't go here, don't go on this show, go on that show. Mm-hmm. We said no. And that's why it's it's still pending to be a 501c4 status. IRS is, is waiting. <laughs> You have the mm-hmm. end of November, 180 days. They give you through, they give you the approval, but it's designed so that you, as a as a mom or a dad, you can go on there. The donate button. It's linked to um, an account through Anadot. Fifty bucks, twenty bucks, and this is going to go help these people run for office and 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 engage with their constituents on a different way. Right? Mm-hmm. They can just. Uh, Talking to Phil Lyman in Utah is going to run for governor there. Sam Kleinbeck is looking at running for governor there in Kansas. Um, Mac Warner in uh, in West Virginia. This is designed to help them. And if you look at the bottom, we put you know the America Project, who's been helping us immensely. Um, uh, Patrick Byrne, Carl Johnson, Carlito, and then the Center for Security Policy. Frank Gaffney started that in 1988. Tommy Waller, a good friend of mine, retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel who the Marine Corps kicked out because he wouldn't get the shot. He's a devout Catholic. There mm-hmm. were some fetal tissue issues in those vaccines, yeah. so yep. he wouldn't take it. But as I tell folks, if you're and if you're if folks want a tax write-off, as a C4, we don't have that because we're nonpartisan. If, if the Constitution mm-hmm. is your North Star, we will support you. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or independent. But if they want a C3, you know, they can coordinate, they can contact me, uh, the email there, contact at an authorized dot one. And um, f- uh, Center for Security Policy is a 501c3. They will pass through funds to us from like a C3 to a C4. Um, so if folks do want a tax deduction, there's a way to do that. But this is a way for we the people to support we the people candidates and and messaging to, to we the people, not have it done by the RNC or the DNC yes. or some some centralized national group. This is grassroots people. And when we do things, we funnel the money back in locally. You, you helped us do it in Omaha, right? We hire local people, local video people, local, get the money there. But it's all done by we the people for we the people to help we the people candidates. Which is huge. People that are not owned by the establishment. Most people can't do what President Trump did and be able to fund a campaign and running for office. So this is a great way of getting somebody that's outside the establishment to be able to run so that we can get our country back. Let, let, let us be let us be that. Um, and, and I, and I I'm, I'm not bad mouthing people who are in that domain who do campaign consultancy. I get it. Right. It, they're good at it. Dick Morris is good at it. Other people are good at sure. it. 
but um, I think we're past that point of keeping people in Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Let's let's you you can you should be a stakeholder in someone's campaign. I, like Matt Gates, right? He takes no PAC money. He takes just individual donations, and that's what we're trying to do here. Is that mm-hmm. we, why we can want speak to freely. support these yep. people? That's why you can speak freely. I think people are looking at this, and I don't care if there's an R or a D by their name. A lot of people are disenfranchised by the people that are there that are supposed to be representing them. I use this as an example a lot that I don't, I don't, I don't think the people of Kentucky really feel like Mitch McConnell lays in bed at night thinking, mm-hmm. "What can I do tomorrow when I get up?" to represent the voices of the people of the state of Kentucky. Like every decision I make, mm-hmm. does it benefit them and America first? Like, I don't think that that's his, think like, so. like, like his mm-hmm. job, you know, and that is his job. He's hired by them to represent their voices. And, and I don't, I don't think that's his number one. They're more of to folks in Kentucky. They're the people, the, the political establishment in Kentucky is more afraid of the damage that Mitch McConnell can do to them if they don't play along. Yes, yeah. that's so true. Let's go Which back to a, let's go back to unauthorized dot one. I want to point out a few things back there. To solution. Yeah, here's the solution. I recommend first of all, Flavor Family, reading through the website. So go to unauthorized dot one, read through the website. Another thing to check out. Great looking website. It is. Another thing to check out is the events. Um, there, click on that. You can find out event, events that are happening. Um, this is what David and I attended in Omaha. Great event about election integrity. We also uh, attended one in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, so, in I'm still cold from January. That. That, was, that was cold. Yeah. That was really cold. I think it was seven below or something. But it was worth it. It was a great event. So those are events that you can attend to learn more. Um, and then also you can donate. On the far right side there, you can donate. Um, if you are wanting to get a tax deduction, just like uh, you heard from Matt, Matt, they go to, what is the website or what's the email address? If they click the bottom, Center for Security Policy, they can go to there. Okay. You know, and you know, they can certainly contact contact me at the contact at unauthorized.one. Uh, and let me know they want to do that. I'll coordinate with Tommy Waller, who's the president of Center for Security Policy. And they're a 501c3. They've been around since 1988. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll help and help pass through to help us get folks tax write off. And then also, we are their uh, election confidence vertical for the Center for Security Policy. We communicate and talk to them to help them understand and formulate policy on best practices for election confidence. Okay, let me ask you one more question, Matt, because you work with a lot of people that are running for Secretary of State. You just talked about governors. There's a lot of different positions that people are running uh, for that you guys are working with. Um, what if somebody says, hey, I want to learn more about running myself? What would they do? You can you can schedule a consult. You can email at contentunauthorized.one. Um, right now, it's – and by the way, on our group, um, uh, Christina Cromwell is the president of the board. Rachel Ham's on the board. Those are um, great women, so, you know, and I'm I'm the executive director, so it's strong. And and uh, I'm reaching out. I'm getting some um, uh, grassroots Democrats to get on the board again because we're nonpartisan. Um, but if they want to um, get some help, they can email, they can schedule a consult, and and we'll we'll talk with them and give them some ideas and messaging. They're not going to get, I think, from the traditional consultancy class. They're 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 just not uh, as as we told. Folks like Jim Marchant, who's a good friend, and he's he's doing some stuff. You ever get him on it? Ask him. I was encouraged. Get him on and talk about what they're doing with Guard the Vote. He's working with General Flynn on this very closely. It's called Guard the Vote. Okay. And um, what Jim did, which is very successful, 
um, is that he would he would act like the Secretary of State before he he, before, I mean, he was running. He just did things yep. that he would do as if he were talking to the uh, gubernatorial candidates. Do the same thing, right? Start mm-hmm. working groups on how you are get a, get buy in from people on how you're going to solve the problem, and you're doing it already even before you get in office. That's so good. That is really good. Matt, thank you for everything yeah. that you're doing to help to secure these elections, to help to get people in there that are about we the people first um, and not from the establishment. We just really appreciate it. We know you put countless hours in every week uh, to make this happen. We really appreciate it. And thank you again for putting it together unauthorized.one. So Flyover family, check it out, be a part of it, and see how you can help. Thank and you. Thanks one again. question that's coming in. It's a hot off the topic. David, is, 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 is Travis's name now Travis Swift? Oh man! It, it it might as well be. It might as it might as well be. He he and his double band aids. She can have him. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, More patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, MyPillow 2.0. When I invented MyPillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. I know this has become one of your favorite segments out there, Flyover Family. One that we look forward to because there's not a lot of people that are as much fun to be around, consistent, drama-free. Drama-free. Drama-free, which it becomes more valuable uh, by the day in the world that we live in. Uh, Today's guest was a a former Fox News uh, producer, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, current producer of the 100% Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson. And... uh, a good friend of ours. A, a contributor to the Flavor Conservative Podcast. The yes. one and only, Brian Amarillo. Yay! David, it was a pleasure to be with you. 
Welcome. I, I always forget what they say on like Fox News when they have people that are on regularly. You know that are uh, they do a thing like a, a a contributor. I don't know. I don't know if they, what they what they what they classify that is. I'm not in the, the 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 news world, but but we've been doing this spot for over a year yeah. with you, where we look through at the news through the through through the lens of a professional news producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. You don't. You hear about a story and you don't just run with it. You do a FOIA request and look, and you call the sources and you double check and get multiple references. Like you do all of the work to separate something that you think from what you actually know. You're legit. You like fact check yourself, <laughs> and when you come out with something, it's like this happened, and and, and that's the story. But the real story is this, mm-hmm. you know, because they covered this up to even let that like, like I love learning about what's going on by going through your Twitter feed, but then kind of getting the DVD mm-hmm. cut, the director's cut behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's so important. I mean, the news cycle is obviously manipulated by people who have reasons to manipulate it. So you have to kind of think about what like certain stories are popping up randomly. It's usually not like if the media is super excited and it's like all focusing on one thing. There's usually something else behind it that you got to pay attention to. So yes. um, one of my hobbies is uh, exposing that, uncovering it, and calling it out for sure. I, I love it. So Flyover family, yeah. make sure you go to briannamorello.com. It takes you right to her Twitter. Uh, make sure you are following her because you want to stay on top of it. It's a great way of also kind of finding out what's going on in the news, but to really get a, a maybe a unique perspective, just like Brianna was talking about, of why is that happening? And it really makes you think. So I am can, looking forward to today because there's some big news. Can, can we tell them about one of your other hobbies. I don't know if people know this side of you as well. I didn't know until we started texting and back and forth about true crime. Like it is investigative things. Like your, your mind is almost like a, you're like a Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) I love those stories. Actually, before I even, um, I switched over from sports to, to news. Um, I was also like somebody who was like sifting through New York legislation and criminal justice reform in New York was like one of my big issues and going through it and calling it out. And that's actually kind of where I started in the news world. So um, I think it's interesting, and I think it's it's something that everyone needs to pay attention to. It's actually, and this is just a little little inside baseball knowledge. Um, Fox, like their top segments, are always news related. So crime. That's why you always see crime on their shows and stuff like that. It's actually one of their top rated segments. So all the shows always push that because people are super interested in it. And it interesting. is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. And it was sometimes we're in a hotel, we'll turn on the TV and we're going through the oh, channels. Yeah. They'll have these ones of like, you know, one of these like, I don't know, some pastor in a small town, you know, killed his wife, but covered it up for a long time. And they will watch it. She's like, okay, off. This uh, is freaking me I out. I do not want to know about this. It, <laughs> it freaks me out. You know, and it's like, yeah. but, but like the, the, the cover up to all these things, it's, it's, it's interesting. Real life's more interesting than, than fiction. For sure. So <laughs> are, right. are you ready? But let's jump back talk into about, Talk about interesting. In real life. Yeah. Okay. So there was an article that came out in the New York Post saying New York City struggling to contain dramatic increase in tuberculosis cases amid COVID migrant concerns. And you said the Biden regime has allowed illegal immigrant Legal, legal migrants with diseases into our country. Now they're spreading tuberculosis and they don't want us talking about it. What the heck is going on? Yeah, well, we first, this came up on the Absolute Truth radar when Michael Yan, who's a combat reporter, uh-huh. um, who's, he's stationed right now in Panama and he goes to like the Darien Gap and he's dealing with all these migrants who are, you know, commuting through this area, this region, and they're making their way up north. And so he informed us that a lot of these individuals were coming over with diseases uh, and more specifically tuberculosis. And it was, and he was telling Admiral Robinson, he's like, this tuberculosis Mm -hmm. is resistant to a lot of our medications. And so that was deeply concerning. And so 
we kind of got up on that beat a couple of months ago and started reaching out to people to see what kind of doctors wanted to come on to discuss it. But we couldn't really find that many doctors who wanted to discuss it. Like, now wow. we did have wow. uh, Dr. Heider, who's, who's always great and always is open to yep. discussing this. Yeah, he's but, smart. Uh, yeah, I reached out to one doctor and I specifically through their PR person and said, hey, listen, uh, this is a former White House and, uh, doctor. Hey, listen, like we, we saw this has popped up in court documents. For example, I signed the court documents. Uh, HHS was forced to admit that uh, or over 44 states received children, migrant, migrant children who did have tuberculosis. And tuberculosis takes months to cure. So mm-hmm. they're actively being spread throughout the country. And I asked this doctor to come on to discuss it so we could talk about the dangers of tuberculosis and how people prepare themselves. And this doctor literally responded by saying, I don't want to talk about uh, immigrants who have diseases and uh, shut us down completely. But we were 100% wow. fact-based. We were on the ball with it. And it's one of the many reasons why people like try to push like talking that type of discussion, talking about that type of discussion away from mm-hmm. uh, the corporate media because they don't want to be – stereotyping migrants and saying that they all have diseases. And that's not what we're saying, but heck yeah, we want to talk about how there's thousands of migrants yeah. who are winding up on our border, coughing up blood, and they're going to sit there and, 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 and be contagious and give this to people. Like I probably won't get this because I'm young and healthy, but our, you know, elderly, they might get mm-hmm. it. People who have immune, com- who are immune compromise, they might get it and pass away from this. So yes, this is a big deal. Um, and mm-hmm. they're not vaccinated too. And, and to the kind of fast forward too. Um, New York, like we just discussed, New York City is dealing with this issue right now. Mm. And it's very hush-hush. Nobody really wants to publicly come out and say it. Uh, New York City, though, secretively did allocate $28 million over the next two years to study diseases like tuberculosis, like Ebola, and other diseases that are coming from these regions that are winding up now in mm-hmm. our country. Um, and so we know it's coming here. We know that they know it's coming here. And they don't want to stop it. And so, unfortunately, until people start realizing what this is all about, um, it's going to keep happening. And unfortunately, we're going to lose a lot of Americans because sad. our politicians wow. don't care. That is really sad. That's that's mess. Maybe yep. it will. Uh, maybe it'll cut down on their rat population in New York a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the rats will catch that and go down. I don't know. They got a lot of problems yeah. there. They have a they lot do. of problems they in so, New York right so now. So many it caused you to leave, and you love New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go back. I mean, I, I try to avoid it as much as I can, but um, I saw a family there, so I have to pop in every now and then and say hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Christmas in Florida this year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tuberculosis free. Yes, yes exactly. Rat, rat free. Oh, my god. All right, all right, next week. Uh, congressional candidates complained about not getting support from Kevin McCarthy in 2022. Americans were promised a landslide victory, but he never delivered. Maybe a Speaker McCarthy would have helped those candidates uh, he would have had the votes needed to prevent his ousting. I think there's a That's lot a of things point. he could have done uh, to do it. But let's 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 jump on the the McCarthy thing real quick. Give us your take on the whole situation. Yeah. So I mean, everyone's really torn up about this situation. I don't really see any negatives about this. Um, number one, Kevin McCarthy has not been helpful to just America First agenda, like at all. Like I've been trying to contact his office constantly about things that conservatives want to know about and try to get answers regarding, you know, J6 surveillance footage, uh, things that, uh, uh, immigration, all these, all these mm-hmm. topics that we care about. And I never get a response back. The only time I got a response back from his, from his office was a little snarky one. So the people in his office have been completely useless. And so has he, I mean, he just only wants to appear on Fox sometimes every now and then when mm-hmm. it's a, when it's a friendly anchor, uh, CNBC and, and you don't really see him popping up anywhere else because he doesn't want to answer questions. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of Congressman Matt Gates for standing up and saying mm-hmm. enough. Absolutely, enough. we've got it. We've got to change this where we're going right now. So I know a lot of people are upset, and I know all the talking heads on Fox are enraged by the 
by what Matt Gates did. You're, you're enraged by accountability then. Yeah, exactly. Then that's for the radio. You know, people complain about that a lot. You know, we, we have uh, multiple large screens here in our offices where we do our production meetings and stuff. We have, it's split into four screens. So you got all the different news channels, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on them during, during the day. And I'm, I was looking at that count come in. I didn't think it was going to go through. I thought it was a long yeah. shot. And and I, I'm like counting it. I'm like, hey, this could mm-hmm. happen. We were like cheering. You know, because yeah. he does need to be out. He, he does. He's he should not. He's not doing his job. I mean, there, there should be some pushback mm-hmm. on the policies that are happening. And he doesn't. I think he's more concerned with with playing nice with the Democrats than mm-hmm. he is about representing conservative voices. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't play footsie with these people across the mm-hmm. aisle. They're not. They're not your your previous Democratic Party. These are communists. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, for an example, like the, the rebuttal that I was getting is. Well, we shouldn't be wasting our time with this ousting of McCarthy. And, and to me, I don't have an issue with it at all, because what else are we going to be doing? Right. There's nothing that we could be working on right now with Joe Biden in the White House, the Senate being taken over by liberals. There's nothing that we could work on together in a bipartisan effort that I really want to push forward. They're going to somehow mm-hmm. slip their Marxist agenda into any legislation that we push forward. And quite frankly, I don't want to keep pushing that forward. I don't want to keep helping these people. Mm-hmm. Um, they have become enemies of the people. And, and it's not meant to kind of rile up people and get them upset. But the reality is, is they're working against us, not for us. Federal government right. is meant to protect yep. us. And not meant to come after us. They're not meant to. I mean, we have become the targets, as you guys saw in the Newsweek article. I mean, even though FBI whistleblowers have been warning us about this, Newsweek confirmed what we already knew, and that is mm-hmm. the FBI is targeting Americans. Okay, so now that we know this, conservatives specifically, now that we know this, what are we doing about it? And nobody wants to answer those questions because they are right now on the benefit. They're, they're benefiting from it, so they're mm-hmm. they're not on the receiving side of this weaponization, and so. Um, I don't I don't think there's anything that I want um, our elected officials doing right now on the federal level because they're doing more harm than good. And quite frankly, until we get a Republican in the White House, um, I, I just don't think there's anything that we could really work on with these people. And either way, yep. accountability, know that people are watching and things that can mm-hmm. happen. I was just glad to see something happen. Uh, can you yeah. give us a little insight on the Nancy Pelosi office dust up? Yeah, I don't really understand how that works. So apparently she never really left her office. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm and like, how did that happen? I, I guess they, I guess McCarthy never pushed her out. I mean, it sounds like some deep state stuff, honestly. Uh, why would she be still sitting in there? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any logistical um, sense. We did ask a couple of people as to why this was happening, and they were confused too. They they didn't know that she was still yeah. in there. Hop on your um, broom and fly down the hall, where sister. Where are you supposed to be? Yeah, and I remember when she when 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 uh, Democrats lost the majority. I remember seeing pictures of her office staffers pushing things out of the office. So I was confused as to why this was even taking place. Yeah, um, that was but, a highlight for yeah. me. I'm like, good, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. well, it tells you a lot when the acting speaker is the one who quickly makes that move to push her out. Yeah. Um, listen, McCarthy thought that uh, Nancy Pelosi was going to have his back and make sure that Democrats weren't going to uh, jump in on the ousting, and and they did, and. Um, I mean, listen, they're spreading the narrative that it's chaotic right now because of all of this, because that's beneficial to what they believe in. But I don't think it's chaotic. We spoke to Andy Biggs earlier this week, Congressman Andy Biggs earlier this week. Great man. He said Mm -hmm. it's not great man. Yes. And he said it's not chaotic. Um, And he was one of the eight who who stood against McCarthy. And he's been against him for the beginning. He warned us that McCarthy was going to make promises and he wasn't going to live up to them. This is exactly Mm -hmm. what we saw happen. Yep. Uh, I know that that, that nobody on uh, this panel currently is a big fan of Sean Hannity. Uh, brought to you by Pfizer, and uh, to see his take on it and and the amount of shade he was throwing at those eight confirmed to me yeah. they Bought did the right thing. Yeah. That they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. That they're great. You know mm-hmm. that they were standing up. I mean, it because 
I don't know. You, you kind of start realizing sort of who's in the foxhole with you yep. and who's who's not when it comes to America first and fighting for our country. And I think, you know, some of these voices are just as much a part of the Uno Party, mm-hmm. it, whether they're cheering for it or a marketing arm for it, but they're definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is good to see. And if also, so if your audience, I'm sure they don't watch anymore, but if you just kind of watch for you know, a couple of hours, you watch Fox and you watch their coverage of all of this, you'll notice that they all have matching um, takes on it. There's nobody's really pushing back and siding with Matt Gates on the network, unfortunately. It's oh, no, it's a unit network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so in the news world, we and this isn't, I don't have any background knowledge. I haven't heard from anyone yet if this is actually happening at Fox. But you get on editorial calls and they kind of tell you what direction you fall in when it comes to your coverage and certain things. So I just wonder if there's an editorial call that's happening where all the anchors are being told to, to push back on this issue because it just seems to be everyone is in sync and um, if you just look on social media, for example, and I know that's usually not what you want, it's not the golden standard, but I still don't see people who are that upset about it mm-hmm. um, on social media. I feel like everyone no. was was congratulating Congressman Gates for doing this and, and yep. standing up for the eight. And so it's concerning that they just want to keep pushing this type of narrative as if this whole country is in a debacle now over this mm-hmm. and this was... Uh, treasonous, almost. I mean, everyone's more upset on Fox News about this than, Man, than Ga- Gates's stock went scandal. up. Yeah, I Gates' totally stock agree. went up. He's not eyes. bought and paid for. He doesn't take PAC yeah. money. Is that no. true? I heard it's just personal donations. Um, I believe is I that heard true? That's what he does. Yeah, I believe that's what his what he campaigns off of. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty based from the beginning too. Um, one of the good things about when you when you when you have the background that he has, he's obviously um, he's got a good background behind him financially. Um, is you don't have to kind of, you don't have to get into politics, get rich. And I think that's mm-hmm. why, you know, President Trump was so successful mm-hmm. amongst the American people. Oh, that's because he didn't step into politics to get rich. Um, and he authentically had the interest of the American people, best interest of the American people. Matt Gaetz's district is, he's in the panhandle of here in Florida. It's a very patriotic district. Uh, the people love their country over there. It's very strong mm-hmm. military uh, families. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of them are with him on this. Um, I, I have, you know, my criticisms of Congressman Matt Gates, but I have to say this was a big win for all of us. Yeah, I never knew a lot about him. I always thought he was kind of too pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I'm like, he made all that hate of his hair and all this. I was kind of like, ah, what's this guy about? But he okay. seems to be all right. All right. So right. fill us in on Lindsey Hill. What is yeah. going on with that? Yeah. So I worked in baseball prior, like you, you discussed at the beginning of this segment. Yep. And so I've had the honor of, you know, covering baseball games in Major League Baseball, talking to players. And it's super, super hard to get into the majors, to stay in the majors, and then to win awards like the Cy Young Award, which is given out for those of you who don't watch baseball, which is given out to the top major league pitchers. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So Trevor Bauer was one of those pitchers who did receive it when he was with the Cleveland Indians, I believe. And uh, it is the top honor. And so he received that award back in 2020. Uh, and then in the spring of 2021, this woman, Lindsay Hill, stepped forward and made accusations, which honestly, at first, based on the pictures, the medical records, I was appalled by. And I honestly did believe that there had to have been something that happened here. Um, the medical records pretty much stated that she had a concussion um, and she detailed a sexual assault that turned very violent. Uh, it was questionable for me because she did it. She, after reporting that this happened for the first time, she went back and met with him a second time. Um, but then the pictures were really bad. She had bruising all over her eyes. It looked like she did get, you know, mm-hmm. beaten up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, instinctively, no major league organization is going to want to be a part of that. And just from like, I don't believe in cancel culture either. And don't get me wrong, it's it's wrong. But when pictures like that come out, medical records come out, and um, 
there's an investigation going on as an organization, as a family run sport, you don't really want to be wrapped up in that. Right. And so I don't know necessarily if I blame the Dodgers for wanting to pull away from that. I don't believe in cancel culture. I get it, but it was really bad at first. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is, and I feel awful for Trevor Bauer now that these text messages have come out. Yeah. The, I mean, that's a really bad picture. Yeah. Um, uh, Avery, if you can find, there's, there's a video of her laying in bed with him while he's sleeping mm-hmm. that she yes. made. I don't know if you can find access to that, but mm-hmm. it's, it was in the Trevor Bauer tweet where he's talking about it. So if you go to his Twitter page, he put up a video of him talking about the case and his lawyers got access to that video just because of discovery. So to, uh, it's the Pasadena police department that sat mm-hmm. on a lot of that data for a long time as well. I think because that, yeah, so that, 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 that should have been out early, not late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he claims that it was her attorneys who withheld it. Um, and that this information was given to her lawyers. Yeah. So it's in that video. If you fast forward a little bit, um, he, he shows the video of her that she took while he was sleeping next to her. One of those nights, she takes a video bragging to her friends. Yep. There it is right there. And I mean, clear. And she blames it on lighting. She says, Oh, you couldn't tell that I was beaten up because of the lighting. And look at her face. It's not a single she, it's just smiles, raises her eyebrows. Smiling. Yeah. She is a mentally ill woman. She is disgusting for this. Um, just, just to, to kind of fast forward to how this all happened is, um, he later sued her for defamation and I don't blame him because at the end of the day, uh, he, she destroyed his career and it was really oh, hard just based on physical evidence to sit here and say that he didn't do what she was alleging because the pictures are bad. Medical records say there, there were, there were injuries. Well, there's um, one, one it, of those, one of the tweets that came out, she sent to her friend or somebody mm-hmm. saying my next victim is tr- going to be Trevor Bauer. She sent that out days before she'd ever met the guy Oh my! claiming gosh. she's going to, she was going to get a bag. She was going to make all this money. Here's how I'm going to do yeah. it. I mean, it was not, it's not like a, speculation at this point. Now the guy's playing baseball in Japan. Wow. And, and the thing is, yeah. he, he, I they say it cost him like $37 million in, in lost income here. He was about to get a contract as being the best pitcher in baseball, which would be like a $200 million payday. Yeah. And now he's yeah. overseas. Mm-hmm. It, it, with yeah. uh, maybe was it 180 games or 220 games or something he has to sit out yeah. that he can't play yeah. in. Now that we now, so the only reason why any of this information came out in his defense was because he sued her for defamation and was able to get to the discovery level, and then they were finally able to get the text messages that you just discussed that that video, and it completely just destroys her argument. Um, Mm. This woman is a groupie in baseball, obviously a cleat chaser, because she discusses with Alex Stein because Alex Stein interviewed her. Um, She discusses how she was uh, she's dated other baseball players and and kind of pretends like she's about this like lifestyle. And it's all disturbing. She's obviously a gold digger too. Um, I feel horrible for Trevor Bauer because now that everything's come to light, I feel like I just I never tweeted about. It. I usually stay out of things, but I was I was taken back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a lot against you here. I mean, even there was even text messages of him apologizing. So apparently, he had some consensual aggressive sex, mm-hmm. and uh, he in text messages admitted to maybe going a little bit too far. And so that was another one that backed up the photos. So for me, it was like, listen, something happened here. And there was definitely something that shouldn't have happened here. Mm-hmm. And to so stay away from it. But now I feel horrible because obviously this woman was 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 going after him. And um, I, I really hope there's some type of redemption period for mm-hmm. him where he's able to make it back to the majors and play ball again. And we could try to help him move past it. But I do believe this woman strongly needs to be in prison because you should not be able to file yep. file accusations like this or, or make any type of things like this without going to prison if you're lying. Po- wow. Policies like believe all women, mm-hmm. yeah, it really hurts mm-hmm. real women that are actually victim. Yeah, because yeah. because these kind of things come out and then and then it, it just reinforces that like ah you know were you there did you see it you know and eh, it kind of makes you want to stay out when there's real victims. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's not like there's not violent acts. It's not like there aren't rapes. It's not like right. there's not the even Har- in, pers- in professional sports. Yeah. The Harvey it Weinstein's there, yeah. and all of these things. It's not that mm-hmm. those things don't don't exist. But when you move into anything where it's a, a believe all all women, or mm-hmm. if you're going to pick a senator saying I'm going to pick an African American woman, that's the pool we're pulling from, mm-hmm. not pulling from candidates at large. Anything where you're predetermining based on race, gender, mm-hmm. any kind of predetermined category that is an absolute, it 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 doesn't serve any of the communities that you're trying to actually yeah. protect or uplift. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. No, 100%. It breaks my heart that these things happen because there, like you said, are women who are victims of sexual assaults. For sure. We've seen videos of women being abused by their Mm -hmm. NFL, you know, football player boyfriends or husbands. Um, So it's, there needs to be some type of consequences this woman needs to feel. Mm -hmm. By the way, she was paid out to settle that lawsuit. It's the only reason why I could speak about it now. She was paid out $300,000, but not by Trevor Bauer, by her own insurance company, which is concerning. So like, how did she have an insurance policy that helped her? Like who thinks like, you know, I've got one just in case because I do media. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're sued for defamation, why would an average person have that type of policy um, set up for themselves? And then her insurance company paid her $300,000, which tells me that her lawyers were like, this is a never-ending battle. You're not mm-hmm. going to win this one. It's going to cost the insurance company more in legal fees to fight it. We, the, we just want this to go away. And they were the mm-hmm. ones that coughed the money. So um, it's it's altogether, it's quite concerning. And these mm-hmm. be consequences for women that do this. The, the Cardi B story is famous for saying, you know, she was a stripper and she's like, yeah, I'd hook up with guys mm-hmm. and I would drug them and I would take all their stuff, you know? Yeah, and and like, know. yeah. I'm like, there, there, there needs to be consequences for that mm-hmm. side as well. Otherwise there can't be any justice for the legitimate victims in these mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I both, yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. You're up. Me up. Yep. My turn. Okay. Man, we, we get it. We get into a sports story and I'll say I know. All right, here we go. All right. Moving on. All right. Um, yeah, this is this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Brown Royal. I cannot believe that no one has nominated Vladimir Zelensky for speaker yet. You know, he spends a lot of time there. He's celebrated. They're holding up the flag I of his, his country. He's bringing uh, Maria Abramovich to be his new, you know, educational advisor and spiritual advisor for for Ukraine. It's like he could only maybe that be he could reciprocate and come mm-hmm. back and, and and just do us a solid and serve as the House speaker. Yeah, that makes yeah. a ton of sense. It does. It does. I, I mean, you. I'm just. I really am still shocked to say that they haven't nominated him. I thought it was a giving it from the very beginning. Um, so, but I mean, hey, listen, there's still some time, and I know everyone in my Twitter feed was was like, "Stop giving them ideas. Stop giving them ideas," because I might be giving them an idea. But listen, I mean, you you'd think they would. We know that uh, if Congressman Jim Jordan is, is elevated to the speaker level. Um, I don't think he's really going to be funding Ukraine. And so mm-hmm. they've, they've got to come up with a backup plan because this might be it for the Ukrainian uh, funding. And I don't know if you guys saw too, by the way, Poland is, they're meeting the end of their agreements. They're going to give whatever they've already previously agreed to regarding weapons and stuff, but they're going to stop providing them with future weapons and uh, funding and stuff like that, which I totally 100% get behind. Um, I know Poland is a little fearful of, of, you know, Russia invading them possibly next, even though they're a NATO country. But um, I think it's important that they're standing up because Zelensky has gone too, too far with threatening Americans. Mm-hmm. If we don't keep fighting this, we might be next or being aggressive. I mean, I don't know if you guys I can't, I can't promise also, all the Ukrainians right, will be nice. Right. There's three million of them spread across mm-hmm. Europe now. I can't promise they're going to behave well if you stop yeah. funding us, especially That's- when you got the, the you know, the, the NATO coming out saying, hey, there's no doubt that that Russia did this because of our aggressive mm-hmm. position. You know, I yeah. mean, they're very transparent mm-hmm. in in the motives of this now, and it's like, how do we all get into this? Yep, yeah, it's true. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and uh, our media, our corporate media, doesn't want to be honest, but Ukraine's not winning this war, and so at this point now, they're, the priority should be just to bear as many Ukrainian lives as you can by working on some type of a deal in agreements. And um, they just seem to just say, no, we're not, we're not coming to any agreement. We're just going to keep fighting, and that that doesn't do them any favors. And it's devastating to watch the the, the loss of life. Um, obviously, you know they didn't deserve to be you know invaded, but. Americans can't get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to stay out of this. And for far too long, we've been getting involved in other people's conflicts. And it's ne- we've never been no. on the uh, winning side of any of this. No. I like what Jim Jordan said also, which is like at least at least define the goal. Mm-hmm. If yeah. we're going to continue this, are, are we going to go all the way? I mean, what what's the win? Yep. And if, yeah. you, if you can't tell me what the win is, then we shouldn't be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. All right, so we're gonna uh, we have some big news. Got we're a big skip, draw. We're actually gonna skip this one, Avery. We're gonna move on to the, to the next one. The Fox which Corp is, producer. Yep, as a Fox Corp producer, they offered me five hundred dollars to get vaccinated by December twenty six, two thousand twenty one. When that financial incentive didn't work, I was told I was being replaced on unpaid leave. Truth bomb dropping soon, which is the big news. Next tweet. The big news coming out. You have my podcast is launching this week. Want to learn how to follow? Click here. Tell us about that. Woo! We need to add DJ Airhorn. We the best. Well, we we the flyover conservative family and I have decided that this con- this contributing role has been amazing, and uh, let's <laughs> pick it up a notch. Yes, and so. We're going to be doing a podcast. You guys are going to be helping me because you guys are the experts and you guys know everything about the podcasting world. And so um, I'm going to be hosting my own podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to it. The very first episode will be about the Fox emails. Yes. Yes. We're going to be calling Fox out. This is what everyone wants to talk about, it, right? Like what actually happened behind the scenes at Fox regarding offering $500 to get vaccinated by a certain deadline in December. Uh, uh, then when that didn't work out, we're going to put you on unpaid leave. Give us your vaccination status. Tell us the manufacturer behind it. I'm, I'm going to go through everything in depth and break it down for our very first episode. Man. But then we're going to move out. We're going to move on. We're going to do other episodes regarding corporate media. I'm going to do exclusive interviews with members of law enforcement, uh, attorneys, things that like you wouldn't normally be able to talk about um, in the mainstream media. They're, Stories that are normally getting canceled, right? Like people mm-hmm. like you're not allowed on normal platforms, mainstream platforms. I'm going to start talking to those people and I want to know the truth about things. So we're going to dig to the bottom of all of it. We're going to call it the corporate media. As we did last week, if you guys remember, we went after the Washington Post and we forced a redaction from them. Um, and, and so I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep going after all these people and um, holding certain people accountable. Department of Justice, FBI, CIA. Um, I love it. I think people so want to want to know. There's over a million views on that tweet about Fox Corp. Yeah. Yep. Over a million yeah. views. People mm-hmm. want to know, and I, 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 they want answers for this yep. this network that they've trusted for so mm-hmm. yep. for so long. That that is still kind of actually expecting to have their trust, but they need to be transparent. And uh, I think it's good for people to kind of know what's it like on the inside and how were you treated on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're also going to, and this is going to be something that's going to be really important for everyone to listen up to. Um, I'm also going to discuss on how, you know, you as the American people, you lent your trust as conservative Americans, you lent your trust to Fox News and how they sold you out. Um, the money that they took in from Big Pharma, we're going to go through that. We're going to go through the money that took from the Biden administration to push the vaccines onto you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that's going to be detailed. And so that's really important for everyone to pay attention to. Man, that's so good. And so where can they find your show? 
Uh, well, you can find it uh, here on uh, Twitter. Well, I guess I should say Twitter. Uh, we're going to be posting clips up there on my Twitter page. We're going to be on Rumble. We're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on Band Videos. We're going to be Spotify on literally every major platform until they kick us off. I mean, YouTube's probably going to yank me in the first week, I'd assume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I can't imagine being there for too long. Grand opening, but... grand closing. <laughs> it's more like, it's gonna be like a flash sale. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be everywhere. We're going to blast it out everywhere. So you could go to briannamorella.com, like you like you said before, Stacey, mm-hmm. and um, follow me on Twitter. Uh, Rumble, we just set up a Rumble page. So you can follow me on there too. It's another one, Brianna Morello. Um, and, and give us all a follow. I don't know where I'm going to be canceled next, but we're just going to go through all of this and we're going to keep, we're going to be blasting out information out there. And it's all fact based. It's all information. Um, you know, like episode one, like a detail, it's all und- undisputed because Fox, ha- I've been talking about this for, I haven't gotten all the details, but I've been talking about this for over a year and a half now. Fox hasn't mm-hmm. said I'm wrong or has denied any of my allegations. Yeah. It's all done based on the emails. There's a hard trail for all of this. So you're going to get the facts. Um, and, uh, I'm not bought up by Big Pharma, so that's the good news. Yeah, that's awesome. So awesome. Good. Bri- We're so excited. BriannaMorello.com. Thank you so yes. much for your time, Brianna. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking, "What am I going to do about my finances?" You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how, in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, and you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, Flyover family, we're here at the Kansas Speedway on the, the, the Kansas side of Kansas City, Missouri. And we are at a food 
competition today. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Now, David, why are you not a judge at this competition? Well, it's sick and wrong that I'm not. <laughs> there is an application process, and next year I look to be one of the judges. Now, they have two 1300, big the 1,300 way. judges for this event. There's two big barbecue events in Kansas City every year. One is held at Arrowhead Stadium. It's in the summer, and it's more of a, of a celebration of the best barbecue people from all over the world. It's not a competition. It's more of a brag. It's more of a, of a, of a flex, you know, in order to be invited and to be there. And Arrowhead Stadium is full of uh, barbecue. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. And at this one, this competition, where are all the competitors coming from? They come from 50 states, dozens of countries, and this is called the Grand Royale. Now, every county fair and different places have barbecue competitions. This is the one. This is the one that if you get... One small category of a win. This is what you post in your restaurant. You put the trophy, you put the ribbon in there, and and again, rednecks come from miles around to eat your barbecue. It is the great thing. But but there'll be uh, this this stadium when they have a NASCAR event holds close to a hundred thousand people. You know when the pit all put together, you can see down there uh, all of the competitors. It is quite the deal. Next year you're going to see me as, as a judge. As a judge, that's my goal. And this year, we're actually going to be meeting uh, Kyle Shirley here at this event. And you are actually going to get from him a Wagyu brisket, yes. which you've been working on brisket now once a month. And we're going to actually try a Wagyu, which you guys saw him on our show with Ozark Beef. We are so excited about trying that the Wagyu. So, so when these guys are competing, they got all in line. They have to have a great source of beef. His Missouri Wagyu is one of the top ones that people fight to try to get. We're going to be talking to him and some of the competitors that are using his cows to compete with for their recipes today. It's going to be a great day. We're here at the Grand Royale again, and we've talked about everything involved in, in cooking it. But I don't care if you're talking about wine and where the grapes come from or whatever it is. It had to start somewhere. Now, now a good beef... That didn't start today. They say the best time, if you want a shade tree, you better plant one like 20 years ago. Yes. So so you guys have been in the genetic side of this for a long time. So we introduce yourselves real quick. And yeah. how did you end up with great beef today? Yeah. So my name is Jeremiah Harris. And this is my wife. Amy Harris. Amy Harris. So we, uh, we started, um, we switched our genetics over about nine years ago. And and uh, we use Occupation genetics. So... Uh, Wagyu, there's there's different types of Wagyu. We use the Akush, which means red cow. Um, Akush is known for more of a speckle marbling instead of your lime marbling. Okay. And we shoot for a, a medium to high grade, you know, intermuscular marbling score. But we we started with a commercial genetics red Angus, and then we started crossing over Akush genetics and a breed up program. So we have from three quarter bloods to full blood genetics. Uh, in doing so, we concentrate more so on on the, the quality of the meat, not necessarily what's full blood or where it's three quarter blood. Which, but people are aware of these things more than ever. Do you guys grow your 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 everything right here in Missouri? Um, and you know something we focus on quite a bit with the Flyover Conservative Show. We had attorneys like Thomas Renz and uh, uh, different legislatures and people in, in, involved. And there was a bill that 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 didn't pass in Missouri just a few months ago, basically stating if you're going to put mRNA technology. In you know vaccine technology, if you're going to be injecting this stuff in beef, we wanted it so they had to say on the label they were doing it. They didn't say you couldn't, right? But it was a bill saying, hey, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be affecting what we're eating, at least tell us. It didn't pass in Missouri, which is I think a really conservative red state that's going to want Absolutely. transparency. Absolutely. So, so yeah. like this kind of information might have been like, who cares? Maybe ten years ago, because it's all a cow's a cow. Right. It's not that way anymore. Right. Like people want to know, like what's really 
what's really in this? Yep. And that's another reason why why we started this. The, the beef that we sell is raised, born, and finished on our farm. It never leaves our farm. So, so we're proud. We're proud. Just in of case, because I'm going to come up to a little bit more on your mic. Just so, in case. so yeah, we're 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 very proud of that. You know, our beef is is born and finished on our farm, never leaves. So uh, we have 100 percent control of it. We don't do any hormones, uh, additional hormones, steroids. Your commercial cattle, 90 percent of them will be implanted. You know, they're they're getting paid off of gain. So. Uh, uh, they're looking, you know, for five, six, seven pounds a day gain. They're killing them at 16, 17 months of age. Well, we're, we're just completely opposite. We're okay. doing it the all-natural way, and we shoot for two to two and a half pounds a day gain, and we take them out to 26, 27, 28 months, under 30 months of age. Now, I've had stretches of my life where I've gained one to two pounds a day, and I've had stretches where I've gained eight pounds a day, totally different programs. What What's what's the difference here for the cows? Yeah, so we're not implanting them with steroids or hormones. So they, they do that, and they, they swell up faster yeah, than so what God intended. So when, 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 you put, when you implant cattle, they're going to gain at a faster rate, you know, like steroids. So, so your wow. meat's going to be more dense and less marble. So we do it like, like wine, low and slow. So we, t- we take them out to up to 30 months of age, and, and that's strictly for quality. Gaining high intermuscular marbling, that's mostly monosaturated. So whether you're a customer of these guys now or not, we're at a place in our world where you want to be accumulating relationships. You want to be accumulating contacts because you never know when that becomes necessary. There's, there's legitimate programs. You know, this guy named Bill Gates, probably heard of him, largest farmer in America. And his goal is all you eat is bugs. And all you eat is manufactured in a laboratory chicken and, and, and beef. And so this is a relation. These are people you might want to know. You run the Instagram, which is awesome. Your family is beautiful. Your farm's beautiful. Talk about that real quick and kind of your role in this process. So I... Honestly, I just want this is Amy. This is yes, Amy. I just want people to know, like, we're just real people. That we have a lot of pride in our farm and our family, and our kids. We want them to grow up and know that hard work is important, and don't take any shortcuts. You know, it's it's worth it to work as a family and work hard towards a common goal. Um, And they can definitely see that, especially in Jeremiah, because he is a very hard worker and has a lot of pride in taking care of our animals. I mean, the kids have names. They are they are special to us. They come up to they come up to us. They're gentle. Wow. You know, we raise them very in a humane way, and that's also something we're really proud of. And I just I like for people to see that. You know. Tell uh, them how they find you on your Instagram. Tell you your Instagram. It's funny. It's clever. It's real life because you're like a mom raising kids, running a business. It's it's real life. Um, so we are at Ozark Valley Wagyu. And how you spell Wagyu? W-A-G-Y-U. Not a lot of people fluent in Japanese, if you're if, if, if you're not. Uh, and if you buy anything from them, they give you a discount if you use promo code FLYOVER uh, there uh, on, on this stuff. But no matter what you do, be accumulating relationships. Go to your farmer's market, meet people, get get cut out some of the middlemen, if possible, between where something comes from and your plate. If you can have those relationships, it's better to build boats before it's raining. This is a great relationship to have. Even if you're kind of just curious, you want to learn more about what's involved. What does farm life look like? How does this happen? Uh, you guys are great to follow. Again, on Instagram and your websites, it's very educational. And uh, you're here at the Grand Royale. So I know people are tug of war to use your beef to compete with super humble to be here we had such a great conversation with jeremiah and amy that uh we just kind of kept filming and recording and they got into some really good stuff i thought it was super interesting so uh we're going to keep that going here a few more minutes they uh uh 
And what what's Akushi? Akushi. Ak- that Ak- is a type of wagyu we use. Yep. A K A U S H I. Akushi. Now, when you guys are dating, is 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 uh, use of the Japanese language something that? No. Drew you in? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. She fell in love at first sight. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. You know, in our, in our in our world throughout history, women are going to be attracted to a man. It's like. Hey, a working man. I can eat. <laughs> yes. You know, this a kind of stuff. You know, man. but yeah, before there was, hey, he's cute on Instagram or these things. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, this guy can hunt. That's right. <laughs> you know, because, that's right. Hey, that, that's where that's where I asked her to marry me, wasn't it? Actually, it was. In yeah, hunt we were hunting. hunting. <laughs> True story. Well, it's good to know. It's like, hey, yeah. if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my life with somebody and raise kids with them, are we going to die of starvation? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, no. Okay, this oh, sense a win. Yeah. It's a win-win, exactly yeah. right. I mean, people don't think about that much. But it yeah. is. Talk more about snack, like meat at the grocery store. You know, about. when people think about fresh, never frozen, you gotta have this here, though. When people think about you know fresh, never frozen, they go to the hamburger. You gotta, have, you gotta keep the mic. You, just, you can't when you when you're talking with your hands, it goes there. We'll start over. I, maybe if I do it with my other hand. Yeah, only talk, <laughs> only talk one-handed. Cut. Just talk one-handed. Okay. You have your job for you on this one. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> when people talk about fresh, never frozen at your grocery stores and places like this, you know, that meat is at least 45 days old, at least bare minimum. It's be, we're talking about bare minimum. And when you look at it there and it's all beautiful and red, how do you think it's beautiful and red? It's from chemicals to make it look and appear as though it's fresh, though it's not. It takes chemicals to do that. Um, when you're, when you think about that, what well, the hamburger market, especially is called the kill cow market. And it basically all your farms has anything wrong with the cow. Cow's got cancer. It's got this. It's, you know, they've already pumped it full of antibiotics. It's not working. They at least get a dollar a pound at the kill cow market. And that's what ends up in what, especially in hamburger, that's what most people are eating is these kill cow market type hamburger meat that you have no idea what is in this stuff. I mean, it's, it is crazy. So someplace like ours, you know, it never leaves the farm. I mean, from, even, you know, we, through the feedlot process, we don't send it out. It stays right on our farm. We keep complete control of it. Nobody could ever get involved or put anything in it. We 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 are from start to finish complete control over that cow. So talk about the process. When you say you know there's a, there's a lineup of cows and you got one over here is kind of limping and there's a cough, you know, or something. Like how do, what happens to them? You know, in this in, in, as they're as they're lined up based on their health in, in, in traditional farming and traditional cattle. Basically, what you have is just, you know, a, a, a farmer has a cow that's no good for whatever reason. It's sick. It needs antibiotics. It's got cancer. It's got this. It's got a broke leg. What's he going to do, bury it? No, he can take it to the sale barn and at least get a dollar a pound for it. And that's your basic hamburger market. That's that's the McDonald's, <laughs> Wendy's, that kind of, those kind of, like, franchises. It could be, be anywhere. Your local grocery store, you have you have no idea. And I, so I think, you know, when it comes to... For me, you know, thinking about people thinking about Wagyu steaks, it's like, oh, man, they're the best steaks in the world. But, you know, the average family, what, they're lucky steak once a month? So what's really important is what you eat every day. Yeah. And so you think about hamburger is the most important protein. I mean, because your tacos, hamburgers, goulashes. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And with, uh, with, uh, with Wagyu, because we, we're able to feed them grain, we still keep all our omega-6s, omega-3s. It's higher in selenium and, and a lot of other minerals. So what's important is what you're feeding your family every day. And it's you know, more like hamburgers or fajitas. We sell fajita meat. These type of things are more important than steaks. So we love to sell steaks. And, hey, you'll love to be the best steak. You've ever. But just be honest, you're not eating steak every day unless you're 100% carnivore. You know, you might be eating a steak like Sean, Dr. Sean Baker eating yeah. a steak every day or two or three. Well, <laughs> Amy, let me ask you a question real quick. Be sure that with, with her, as a mom, 
knowing everything you know now, would you would you ever go go back? I mean, could could you? There is not a chance. I would never go back. Honestly, I have learned so much in the last year that I am personally trying to transfer into a complete carnivore lifestyle for myself. And I'm actually in this awkward stage where I'm like, I want to feed my family, you know, part of like this American diet because I enjoy baking cookies with my kids and all of these things. But uh, ultimately, meat is the best protein for them, the best fuel for their body. Um, and there is no way that I could go back. How no about way. just meat off the shelf from the grocery store? The hamburger at the grocery store. Ruined. I, can't, I honestly can't. i got to swallow it just to get rid of it. I think Will Rogers said, he goes, uh, politicians, <laughs> he goes, uh, somebody, like, politicians or hot dogs are both fine as long as you don't see how they're made. Exactly. Sure, for sure. Like Honestly, it's even changed how I shop for chicken and shop for seafood. I'm still making sure there's no hormones in them. And, you know, I, I try as a mom to do my best. But yeah, I can never uh, go back. We, we got to see how it was made. Actually, Kyle, sure and I did. Kyle and I actually got to, we got to go to a large plant in Missouri and uh, got to see the, the line production. And it, it's, it's unbelievable. Really, it is. It's uh, mass production. You know, they're, they're there. They're, they're making pennies on the dollar. So they've got to move, you know, thousands ahead every day. Your quality goes down at that point. But, so, but, so when you're dealing with mainstream cattle production today, and it might have been different, yep. like I said, in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s because that, that, that process – it might have been a little different, but today it's very competitive. Very, and they've got to do that in order, absolutely, to, to, to meet yep. the demands of Walmart yep. and these you know large retailers. Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely believe. I genuinely believe that it's just a lack of knowledge because I feel like if people knew that they could not give their money to them and feed it to their family, I just think it's a lack. Of knowledge. And you guys pretty well control it from the time the, the calf's born all the way till it's all the way to slaughter. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're going to be coming out to your farm, and we get to see it for ourselves Can't wait. And, and check it all out. Can't wait. And, uh, yeah. and see this process because, again, I think once people do that, then it is kind of a an epiphany. Yes, it is. And so, yeah, t- tell us about your farm and where it's at. Yep. So we're located in Eggers Springs, Missouri, which is 20 miles south of 44, south of Rolla, Missouri. So we're, we're kind of uh, central U.S. We're centrally located, and we ship all over the United States every Monday. Um, it, work, it works pretty well because we can pretty much cover any any state within three days. Wow. So uh, it comes still. I know when we've gotten it, now we're pretty close, but it's hard as a rock. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, so even, it's not even at all. Can, Kansas frosted. City is next day. I yeah, mean, four-state radius, you know, is next day. We ship, we ship with dry ice. Uh, to make sure it stays frozen and it'll last up to five days. If there's a if there's an issue, you know, we put a little extra dry ice in there just to make sure. But uh, that's awesome. And give your website one more time. Yep, website is uh, ozarkwagyu.com and wagyu is W A G Y U. These guys are awesome. Hey, use promo code Flyover and you get a discount as well, which is important. Save as much as you can. But the biggest thing is take ownership of what you're putting in your children's bodies because. The fruit of those decisions may not show up for years, but you end up being what you eat. And I don't think a lot of people actually know what they're eating. Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Wagyu Beef, or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're gonna cook up some Wagyu beef burgers today on the San Maria Grill using this flat top. Can you put too much cheese on a burger? 
Take your time. We're not trying to push through it. Alright guys, I get to take a bike now. Check it out. Here we go. Anyway, bozarkwagyu.com. Get on over and get your burger. I'm gonna eat the rest of this right in front of you. Flyover family, we're here at the Grand Royale again, and uh, there's an amazing process when it comes to having good food. You think it just shows up on your plate? You got to have incredible meat that's grown, and then you need creative geniuses here that are finding new and creative limits, pushing the, the envelope of what men have been doing since they were walking around and, and uh, discovered fire, which is how do we take meat and cook it and eat? And it's probably the most common uh, denominator that goes back to us for the last 5,000 years. You know, Adam and Eve probably would have loved this stuff as well so yeah absolutely and, and you make these things so yeah yeah these yeah. these are genius creations yeah. what what are we looking at here so this is actually a new thing we can, well it's not new but it's new to us yeah. we just built this for a specific event we did a couple weeks ago this is called a schwanker so this particular style of barbecue is live fire is what it is what we call it so we're building with with wood and charcoal and it's a live fire that's open and then we're controlling how big the coal bed is that's how we control our heat okay. and how high up the grate is off of those coals. So we got these cable system and Schwinker, this style of cooker is German and it means swinging grate is what it means. And okay. so that grate literally is just suspended by this cable and we can raise and lower it by pulling this cable and hooking it. And so we do a lot of things like we'll do like skirt steak, flank steak. We've been cooking the Ozark Wagyu, Ozark uh, Valley Wagyu, uh, wow. you know, skirt wow, steaks wow, and wow. stuff out here. And it's been phenomenal tacos, you know. Okay, so I just bit. have to ask a question. So if yeah. anybody, like, they're watching this and they're like, how do I get this? How do they find you? So there's the best place to get started in my world is go to smokerbuilder.com. Smokerbuilder.com. Yeah, there's no, okay. it's not plural. It's Smoker Builder. We are the Smoker Builder. There's yeah. Just one. one. Yeah, yeah. There's only yeah. one Smoker so, Builder. So when you get oh, yeah. there, yeah, here's one of the stickers. So when you get there, there's one question on that website when you land there. And it's basically like, how do you want to get your next smoker? Right? Okay. There's only, there's three answers, right? But only really two of them. Okay. So the first one is, do you want me to build it for you? Some people don't have the tools or the time and they would rather just me build it for them. The other question is, would you like to build it yourself? And then we have over 200 sets of plans on the internet. We make wow. all the pieces, including these drum smokers we're going to talk about. So it could about. be a complete DIY all the way to All the way through me done. building it for them. So this so, is a swanker. So this, this, this grill here is going to go, it's going to go. Just right raise there. it based on the pulleys, up or down, closer to the flame, and then... This is another version what is this? of it. It's the same kind of concept, but instead of the tripod with the cable, we have this post on the backside and these T-nuts. And so we can raise and lower that, that disc. It's called a disco, is what we call it. Discata. And so one half of this disc has got a deep lip to it. So we can put, like, oil in there. We can fry wings if you want to do wing fry. Okay. If you want to saute onions and stuff, you can do that in here. But then you can actually take that off and flip it over, and it becomes a flat grill. So you also got a griddle, and it has a very short lip, so the grease doesn't run off and get down inside your coals. So we want to do smash burgers later. You know, we can build fire on here. Oh my wow, gosh, we can do this is genius! Live fire sm uh, smash burgers, you know. I and love then it. we got the Dutch ovens here too, because that's a whole other element of live fire. Man, so, that's heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy, and so you'll see one has legs under it, the other one does not, and so. We, what I do is I use different ways. Like I could put this one on here and just let it be really, really low temperature. But I can use this one with the legs. I can put it on top of the coals. I can take some more coals and put it on top. We can bake biscuits in that. We can do cornbread. We can do whatever you want. Pies, cakes, anything like that. So this would actually be a really cool prepper. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's really good for survival. Man, and stuff like yeah, that. The, yeah. The, the grid was shut down, and you had a cow. You still. So you know, the, the, I always used to say, you know, the barbecue guys are the guys that's going to feed humanity whenever everything shuts down. Yeah, so, you, know, you, 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 you need those guy. in your camp. <laughs> now these drums yeah. were invented in Kansas City, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple different uh, lines of this story. I'll tell you the one that I believe. Okay, so there was this barbecue contest thing is very expensive to do. You know, there's four digits involved in every contest, money-wise. And so what happens is you got a lot of guys that the, that price of entry to be able to come out here and compete with us on a weekend is just too much. And so there was a man here named Snail. He's probably here cooking today. This is 30, 40 years ago. Snail, uh, Snail's Slow Smoking Barbecue is the guy's team name. He's a big old guy with a beard, you know, and big overalls. And he's a race car guy. That's why they called him Snail. And so Snell said, look, I'm going to make a cooker that anybody can make for free, that they can come out here so the cooker won't be a problem. And so he started with an old oil barrel, and he had a lid, and he had a wedge. And so he built a fire in the bottom of the drum, and then this wedge, as you opened and shut that lid, you would control your temperature with that. Wow. Right? And so they would cook barbecue like that. And then as it started to go, other companies started building things, like you'll see Gateway out here, then you'll see a lot of my little things around that's all different versions of it. But I decided to make the parts in pieces because a lot of guys can't weld. They can't do all these other right. things. So I can weld, and I, I've been uh, in the refrigeration food equipment industry for about okay. 30 years. So wow. all of this is just natural so for me. So I had to use all that knowledge for something productive. Yeah, so it's just we just got to control <laughs> air and temperature. That's all we got to do. Okay, so you, you, know? you build a fire in the base of yeah, inside the barrel? This one's clean. This one's been cooked in, so... I can open it all up for you here. Okay. So that's the lid, of course. This is the smokestack, so everything goes up and goes out. There's a cooking wow. grate right here. Now, the way this cooker is built, it will literally run itself for 19 hours. You build the fire one time, walk away, you can go to work, wow. whatever you want to do. No electricity required. There's your survival. Yes, again. no kidding. So the cooking grate, we actually we try to make as much of this domestically in the United States as we possibly can. This cooking grate's made in Chicago specifically for me. Yeah. And then there's a baffle plate, and the baffle plate in this design is really essential to make sure that this thing runs properly. And then underneath of it is oh, a wow. basket Whoa. and a heat shield. And the heat shield is part of the draft system also, but it also protects the paint on the outside because some of these things look really nice. Back yeah. in the day, they were called ugly drums. Okay. They were called ugly drums because they was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just was all beat up and rusty. But this charcoal basket comes out. And it burns like a fuse, so it'll hold about 15 pounds of charcoal, depending on what kind of charcoal it is. Okay. And you start about three quarters of the way up and fill it with charcoal to here. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. So you fill it about three quarters of the way full with charcoal, and then you top like this, and it burns down like a fuse. Okay. And so that 15 pounds of charcoal, if you're running everything right, it'll last up to 19 hours at, at 300 degrees, actually. And so now we're talking about temperature. So what happens with temperature, imagine your oven at home, right? It's yeah. got a thermostat on it. Thermostat comes on and off, and that, that's how it regulates temperature. Well, in right. this case, we're the, we're the thermostat. Okay. And anything we can do in that oven at home, we can do right here. One of the things I like to do on these is make like a, devil, a devil's food cake, you know, okay. like a chocolate cake. You know, Are you really? Serious? Yeah, yeah. We'll hard boil eggs in here. You know the whole bit. So. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is now, this is the ultimate survival, yeah. right? Yeah, here. absolutely. Pizzas, whatever you want to do. So, so any the, food that gets heated and cooks, now you on cook it. on your site, you also have blueprints. And so, say somebody's yeah. like, I don't want something like that. Now I live in an apartment. I only know what I would do with. It. I don't know how to weld. Anything. But maybe having those plans would be a good idea for somebody as a prepper. It's like, hey, if if 
you know, the brisket ever hits the fan, you yeah. know, and you're like, hey, you can, you can, you like, you can down, they buy the, the plans, they can download like a PDF and have a hard copy? Absolutely. So uh, the big part, Smoker Builder started helping out guys learn how to build pits. And they call me the barbecue pit engineer because that's what I did is I figured all the math out, the design math for how to do this and how big things should be, right? So what we did is we took those designs. People, I was teaching people the math, and they were like, well, it's too complex. Why don't you just give me a set of plans I can do? And I said, sure. So we started drawing plans. And uh, anyway, those plans are available uh, worldwide. You know, we our, our biggest customer that spent the most money on plans is in Ghana, Africa. What? And he welds in a shop. His name's Michael Robinson. He welds in a shop in Ghana. Wow. There, you know, and the, the, the cool thing about that is that everybody's got a grandpa with a farm or something like that, and they've always got something out there, some yeah. water tank, a propane tank, yeah. something yeah. like that. And that's what our plans are for. They're, they're for specific common items that everybody has laying around that you can take to your buddy's welding shop. You know, save a buck or two. I mean, literally, like, if you go to this other spot down over here, I've got one pit in there I built for a guy that's a $20,000 pit, you know. Wow. But it's a trailer. Not, not your starter one. But most guys don't want to drop 20 grand on a pit, you know, so we, they can start here for like three. I, I can't think of a bucks. better use of 20000 Did you hear that, Flavor Family? He said 370 bucks. $379. You can get the kit with all these parts. Oh, my God. And these are heavy-duty parts, like, like yeah. the, the spring coil on that, yep. uh, the thermostat up front. Yeah, we manufacture all of these parts, and then uh, we sell those as a kit. And it comes painted as, as a done, well, or is it? That would be the raw parts. The raw parts. Find your own barrel. Find your own barrel, all the pieces yeah. and the plans. And, yeah, and then the next tier up is I'll go ahead and pre-drill the barrel for you. I'll give you a barrel. I'll ship it to your house for free, and it's 649 bucks for the whole deal. All you got to do is bolt it together and paint it. That's amazing. Yeah, but then we can also do the whole thing for you. Just like I said, we, do, we help you do it yourself, or we'll do it for you. Let's go to smokerbuilder.com. So just no S on the end, just Smoker Builder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are many Smoker Builders. But yeah. we are smoker builders. I'll put the great back in. I love it, yeah. Yeah, I can do all that. Yeah, anybody can run this. That is so cool. Thank you so much for yeah, taking the time to share with us how to do it. To come back by after a while when we got some food coming off. No doubt about it. We got to see this for sure. Thanks for showing us how this works. Hey, let, me, yeah. let me ask you one more question yeah, yeah. on this. This is something I think about, though, is most people, for the most part, are so disconnected from the source of their food. You know, you walk you walk into the Hy-Vee or Kroger or one of these places, and, you know, and they'll have pictures of, like, a red barn and a, a rooster sitting on a fence, you know, above the eggs. And it's like, oh, that's probably the chicken that laid by, you know, like— they, but they don't know if, if chocolate milk comes from a brown cow or how the, you know, they've never actually been, the people have never been on a farm. They live in yeah. Chicago, in New York, and this guy, they haven't been to it. In, in this this space, even an event like this, it kind of kind of brings the consumer closer to the, the product and they realize like all the things that go into it. I think that's just good. Yeah. You know, there's something that, you know, when you mow your grass and you can see lines in it, it feels good when you're done. Yeah, being satisfying. Being connected to the process and yeah. adjusting it every time. Have you noticed that people you've worked with that kind of maybe start small and it kind of becomes a... Oh, absolutely, in every walk of life. Everything, well, we got the farmers to thank, you know, because what they yeah. do, for instance, Ozark Valley Beef, you know, they're here with us today. And, and uh, the process with them started in their genetics years ago to get to the point where we can turn in this brisket today. You know, wow. we're cooking two of their briskets. They're the, the full blood and a, and a three-quarter blood brisket, which is the really, really super prime premium beef, you know. Would you think it would be a stretch to say that, our society would be better, our country would be better if a higher percentage of people 
were involved in the process Absolutely. of their own food. Yeah, Even absolutely. if they had a little hanging garden on the back and they grew some tomatoes, they did, you know, yeah. like, but, but connected some way to like what you're putting in your mouth. Absolutely. It's such a personal thing to like, where did it come from? And, and even more involved in the process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, see, that's a whole other thing is, is uh, the story that comes along with that because the story is what gives the satisfaction. Yeah. <clears throat> getting to know the farmer, getting to know, you know, with these cookers, like where did the parts come from? Where did that propane tank, these things here, where did they come from? You know, the, I built it with my dad, you know. Yeah, all of that. If you can get involved with your family or friends or a community yeah. of some kind, just in, follow that in a world where things digital and you can undo and click and, and delete and you know all this it's kind of there's something kind of primitive and instinctual about man real fire real food yeah. being involved in it and getting better in over time so, all right we got ugly cookers with a good looking engineer <laughs> thank you so much for your time this is hey, so yeah, cool yeah, yeah. really thank appreciate you so it thank you Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Wagyu Beef, or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're gonna cook up some Wagyu beef burgers today on the San Maria Grill using this flat top. Boom. Can you put too much cheese on a burger. Take your time. We're not trying to push for it. Alright guys, I get to take a bite now. Check it out. Here we go. Anyway, bozarkwagu.com. Get on over to get your burger. I'm gonna eat the rest of this right in front of you. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.